When I was very young, uh, you know, I definitely had a period where I did not think I didn't have long term plans for my life. I yeah. uh, really just kind of was like, whatever, uh, this is not going great. And I don't think it's going to, you know, it's uh, I already um, at a young age felt as if I had kind of messed up to where I wasn't going to recover. Dang. Um, part of the reason I didn't go to college right away, uh, not just trying to get into uh, hospitality, but, um, you know, my, we moved around, uh, around a lot during high school. And whenever I was in high school in Mobile, um, the final high school I went to, I just messed around too much and actually got on the principal's bad side and got expelled a couple months before I was supposed to graduate. And uh, it was a pretty tough moment. Um, I definitely, <laughs> to this day, I remember, uh, you know, and it's actually at the time it really hurt, but I, I'm so glad that he said it. I have a friend that I've had since like third grade and I'm on the phone and I'm telling him about it. And, uh, you know, he's, uh, you know, I'm, I'm calling his house at this point. So it's like a landline. He's in the kitchen, you know, talking to me. And uh, he's like, you did what? You got kicked out? And I just, I hear his dad take the phone and he's like, Miles, what have you done? And I talked to him and he was like, hey, he's like, you're too smart for this. And your mother has worked way too hard Shit. for you. Shit. To be fucking up like this. Damn it. I apologize if I... No, it's okay, all, okay. no, 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 I don't mean damn it about that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, damn, like, that's coming from the dad. Yes. And a third party, uninterested, giving you... Like, Just the greatest advice ever, you and, know? And he was like, hey, you know, <sighs> even if you want to squander that... This is the JAR podcast where real people have real conversations. Good morning, everybody, and welcome back to The Jar. It's your host, Ken. It's uh, Sunday afternoon here in Pensacola. Uh, as I mentioned, this morning, woke up, a little big storm last night, kind of, you know, a little thunder and rock and roll. And uh, wake up this morning, a little bit cloudy, but we had some sun, and now it's gone, and it's probably going to come back a little bit later. Um, and I'm here, I'm here at the First Class Real Estate uh, office, Gulf Coast. I'm um, hanging out with Miles. Thanks, Miles, for opening up the office. Welcome to the show. Happy to be here, Ken. Uh, really, really nice to get to meet you in person. Yeah, it is. It's cool. It's it's great when we get notes and then I get I get to actually, you know, open up the door and oh my god, there he is. It's Miles. <laughs> <laughs> so it's good to see your profile and then and then actually meet you um, and grind it on a Sunday. I love it. Yes, sir. Yeah, uh, you know, it's a little bit a part of it in real estate. <laughs> so it, squeezing the work in when I can. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> look forward to seeing seeing you journey through the jar in a minute. Um, thanks, everybody. Just a quick, you know, a little commercial. Uh, get over to the website, thejar.live. Put your email in, register, and you will get a download to the first part of my book. So you'll get uh, yesterday's, today's, and tomorrow's called The Battlefield of Your Mind. Really good way to introduce yourself to the concept in the book. And also that is where a good chunk of the questions from the jar come from. So you'll be able to read the book and then you'll also be able to draw some uh, comparisons to which questions actually come from which chapters. Well, let's get rocking, Miles. How about a little bit of background, a little about who you are? What was it like as a kid? Let's maybe start with the kid stuff, and we'll kind of move from there. 
Okay. Um, as a kid, I grew up with my my little brother. Um, I've got a mother that is an immigrant. She's from Trinidad and Tobago. Uh, she came here probably uh, maybe I'd say about nine years before I was born. So she came to the States from Trinidad, uh, was fleeing an abusive relationship over there. Mm. And uh, she actually came over with my sister and, uh, you know, just had a rough go of it. I uh, met my father and uh, things didn't really get much better. <laughs> you know, it's just uh, one of those kind of classic tales of, uh, you know, just oil and water. They weren't great for each other. Mm. Um you know, my, my brother and I are two years apart, almost to the day. Uh, my birthday is March 4th. His is March 3rd. So it's kind of a... <laughs> That's pretty wild. Yeah, goofy, you know, thing. Even uh, it gets weirder. My father's birthday is March 5th. So we're just kind of like right there in a row. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, we... Lived in, born in Texas, lived in Iowa for a couple of years. Uh, that's where my father's from. And okay. then from there, my mother and father had like an immediate split. And my mom left like overnight with us down to Pensacola, Florida. Right. I think it was like December 1997. And uh, not that long ago. No. I mean, in a way, right? 20 years. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I I'm about 25 yeah. now. But yeah, that's how that's how I got to Pensacola, and uh, you know, I'm. It's one of those things in a roundabout way. You know, you're very happy the way it worked out because <laughs> Pensacola is definitely my home. That's so yeah, it's so interesting. And so um, wow, just up and left because the situation not good, not and- good. You know, and it was just uh, it, it had been untenable for a mm. long time uh, there. There was never, you know, I don't have, like, vivid memories of any, like, domestic violence, but Mm -hmm. it was a whole lot of, uh, you know, just other types, you know, mental abuse, just a lot of verbal, verbal, ugly stuff. And, you know, it was my mom, she's very strong-willed, and she was like, you know, I'm... I'm out. She's from Trinidad, man. Yeah. She's she's going to have her own way. Yes, absolutely, you know, and uh, so... Um, we came down here where my, my aunt lives and, uh, then, you know, she just kind of got to work on trying to establish her life, uh, down here as a single mom. Um, you know, they briefly rekindled for, I think like two years, maybe three years. My, my, my father came down, um, they got back together and then finally, uh, a final divorce about whenever I was in fourth grade and my brother was in second. Do you still talk to your dad? Uh, I don't. Uh, we have gone through several periods of like silence and then yeah. trying to rekindle. And we've had many, many falling outs. But we, you know, we had a recent one surrounded around <laughs> my wedding. And it was just one of those things where, oh, man. you know, um, it just how much do you really give someone an opportunity, you know, to continue their own ways? Well, if it, and if it hurts you every time you touch it. And yeah, you know, and that's kind of, you know, it's, it's a little bit tough for other people to understand, but it's like, you know, if it's fire, it, it's hot. I see it's hot, you know, but I, I just, I, every single time, you know, you got to touch it. I, oh, I still, got I, but you still want to embrace it. Right. Cause it's a, I mean, it's, you know, that's a father son thing. I mean, you're missing that. 
and it's so close. Yeah. You can see it. Oh yeah, you know, and I, that was geez, that's tough. It was, you know, um, definitely not the easiest part, but my my mom did a really, really, really good job of trying her hardest to to make it on her own. Mm. And it definitely it was a tougher way to do it, but she instilled a great amount of independence in my brother and I. Uh, yeah. So uh, that was really, really good. Uh, you know, it's one of those things where uh, <laughs> if you had to do it again, there's probably an easier route to go of it. <laughs> but I, you know, I'm, I'm learning that I like the person that I am today. And I think I wouldn't be the same if I didn't go through a lot of those hardships. So just trying to be a more positive person and just take the, you know, the lessons you can yeah, from yeah, all those absolutely. early losses. Yeah, it's a real thing. I mean, we just talked about that this morning with with um, with Summer, my guest this morning, mm-hmm. and that was her closing thoughts. Was really was all of this, everything that I've been through, has prepared me for this moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's you know that's kind of how I feel growing up. Um, you know, from that point, my brother and I had um, we lived for time to time with my dad, kind of through. Uh, well, we lived with my mom all the way through early high school, okay. had some some time living with my dad in the early high school time, and then uh, him and I kind of had another falling out situation. I moved to Mobile for a short time to finish out high school, uh, met some of the best friends of my life over there, and then kind of as soon as I could, made it back to Pensacola, and uh, you know, from there, in a you know quick way, kind of uh, met you know a really great girl, uh, ended up you know, <laughs> accidentally having a daughter. And then from there, <laughs> you know, accidentally, oh, accidentally, you know, obviously she was uh, not planned and it wasn't at a time in my life I would deem ideal at all. Absolutely. But that's probably the g- single greatest thing that ever could have happened. I, it's the funniest thing, right? I'm totally not ready for this. No, I'm not oh, ready. No. Yeah. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, all right. That was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. You know, it's, it's one of those things like you're going into a test that you haven't studied for, but then you realize <laughs> You've got, you know, you've got so many years to finish acing this test. So it's like, okay, wait a minute. I love I, this. I can be, you know, I can be scared that I don't know the answers or I can hurry <laughs> the hell up and try to figure them out. I, I love that. It's like going into a test you haven't <laughs> studied for. Absolutely. That is a great, that's a great analogy. Um, yeah, no, kids are the, are kids are the best blessing. I mean, oh, just, they, just... they absolutely are. And, uh, you know, eventually uh, her mom and I ended up splitting up, but it was a, uh, we were able to do it incredibly amicably. Uh, we still, you know, split her, cust- her custody 50-50. Uh, we're on really, really great terms. Uh, we're able to actually hang out kind of like as a co-parenting big blended family and do like family events together and like, you know, vacation. Oh, so man. it's really, really nice. Makes things really easy. You guys are going to share grandkids one day. <laughs> yeah. You you have to play the long game. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You know, and, and that's, like, that's what it's about. I you, see it with my mom and my kids and I'm like, Oh my gosh. And she always jokes. She's like, they are just so much cuter than you guys were. You know, <laughs> she, she doesn't even like mince words. She's like, they Damn. are just, wow. She's like, if you guys would have been like that, wow. You know, I'd have had two more. <laughs> yeah. So like, that's always a joke. She's like, yeah, no, you, you're playing it for grandbabies. So <laughs> you're playing for the long game. Absolutely. So it's, it pays to get along with your, your ex spouse, right? Your yes. partners. Yeah, um, absolutely. You know, and even after, after a few, uh, we were together for six years. So families know each other and uh, I actually live right around the corner from her mom. 
and we're on great terms. It's nice because her mom swings by and says hey to the kids, you know, oh, and like great. I've got another daughter with my now wife and, uh, you know, it's it's like uh, they're both her grandkids, Yeah. you know, so it's really, really sweet. It's a nice situation to be she in. She won't care. Yeah. No, not at all. Grandma's <laughs> like, give me, I'll take them all. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Pick up a few extra on the way. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's that's a real grandma. When you're in grandma mode, I'm guessing, you know, they're all good. Any baby's good. Yeah, no, it's it's like uh, like it's like the love version of like blind with fury. Like yeah. <laughs> they're just like, oh, my God, heart eyes on everything. You know, they're it, after it. <laughs> it is heart eyes. Well, tell us about what you're doing here. So, you you know, you got married, you've not the very, you had a partner, you got a baby, you got married, you got another baby, and now you're also working here. What's your career about? What's happening? How did you get into this? Uh, so actually, um, I got into this career because uh, my mom ran and managed hotels kind of like my whole life. So oh. I got into hospitality as a, at a very young yeah, age. Yeah. Um, you know, whenever I was young, like most, uh, <laughs> dumbass young man. I thought I knew everything. So I was like, well, I'll just get a job in hospitality and I'll just work my ass off and I'll just rise to the top and that it'll be easy. No, no big deal. And of course, um, and in hospitality specifically, I mean, you know, managing hotels and, you know, hotels are just a tough business, you know, unless you are in a very key market running a very large resort, the compensation is not commensurate with what your actual stress level oh, and the amount of effort and the amount of time of your day in your life that it consumes. Makes sense. And uh, I finally got to where I was a director of sales at a, a, a probably a smaller sized hotel. Uh, we're talking like 120 rooms max. And, uh, you know, we're kind of at the top end of where I was and then it got bought and the new ownership was just like not what I was about. They were very, you know, very numbers oriented, no customer service. And it was very, uh, it was a little bit of a culture shock and I wasn't I'm very happy with it. I ended up because of other people quitting, you know, being like, you know, playing general manager for a few months there. And it was like my very short audition as the top dog was so awful. I, I did not enjoy it. It wasn't fun. And it was like, I gotta, you know, I can't, the other part is I'm like 25 at this point. And I'm like, <laughs> how do I feel like this so early in like the working game? You know, I got to do this for like 35, 40 more years. So, uh, what are, what are you going to do about it? And, uh, I have a good friend of mine, uh, his name's Tim and, uh, he actually is a realtor and he, is actually the broker that is here at this brokerage, First okay. Class Real Estate okay. Gulf Coast. And at the time, and he just kind of took me aside and was like, hey man, um, I always thought you'd do great in real estate, but you seemed happy. And you know, he kind of laughed because I'm pretty sure at that point, he was the first person I talked to after I like rage quit. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know, and like, he's like, I thought you were happy. <clears throat> Clearly that's not the case. Apparently. Yeah, um, so you should, you know, get licensed and just see what you can do. And, uh, you know, so I, I picked up a couple bar gigs just to make ends meet and, uh, got licensed. Um, from there got into real estate. Uh, Tim had actually made a, uh, like a brokerage change. He wasn't a broker yet. He was still an agent. So it was okay. different, uh, business that he's running at that time. And I ended up not going to work with him or under him. I went in a different direction. And I went with this smaller kind of boutique, very mom and pop brokerage. Okay. 
and it wasn't quite the amount of oomph that I needed to really like yeah, get going. Yeah. And especially at the time I'm bartending at the like pool bar at the Hilton on the beach, the money is really, really good. You know, the hours are kind of working out to where everything and it's like, you know, you get lazy with what you're wanting to do. But if I can close a few deals a year and make all this, you know, bar money, well, you know, it's really not that bad. You know, you get all the travel benefits of working yeah, for one still, of those like not places. Even, not even 30. Yeah. You know, and then that's kind of where you go. It's, you get really comfortable and yeah. it's like, Hey, but then again, you know, I, I always fancied myself as someone ambitious. So it's like, you have to ask those hard questions. It's like, you know, what are you, what are you really working for? You're working for today. You're working for tomorrow. You know, you really need to be, more future minded with yes. everything. And like, it's fun. I hope you're having fun, you know, and I was, but it just, you know, it takes some of that tough, uh, you know, and really the pandemic helped do a lot of that reflection for us. It hit the tourism business hard. And then on top of that, we got whacked by hurricane Sally yes. at the end of that year. And that all of a sudden I was jobless overnight. So at that time, what became like a fun side gig became my full-time gig overnight. And after a hurricane, I'm prospecting trying to sell real estate. <laughs> so it's like, it, you know, the, the signs were ominous. But at the same time, you know, if you were established in this area at the time, you know, the numbers are booming. Like we're, yeah. you know, we're the real estate is hot at that time. And it's actually, you know, if I could have told myself at the time it's going to get hotter for the next 18 months, I wouldn't have believed it. But that's exactly what happened. So just trying to establish my business then. Uh, get it going. And, uh, you know, there became a tipping point at my previous brokerage where the business owner and the broker weren't seeing eye to eye. I really liked the broker, but he just kind of sat me down and was like, hey, um, you're talented. You could do more than this. I know you can do more than this, but you're not going to do it here. He's like, I'll tell you where I'm going. He's like, but you should look around. Go interview some places and find out what fits for you. And then come find me, say mm -hmm. hi, right. And, uh, so you know, I ended up uh, talking to Tim again. He had just started first class real estate and uh, I could not be more happy with my decision. You know, it's really helped my career kind of get stabilized and, uh, you know, take it from a good foundational place yeah. to actually now where I'm expanding my business. Uh, just started a team. I'm beginning to actually take on other agents to uh, work under me and to assist them in getting their careers going. So it's uh, it's been really, really fun. <laughs> it's That's great. Awesome. It's nice to see, uh, you know, all your work kind of start to pay off. It's really awesome to see those results. Yeah. And you're just, you're starting. You're really just starting in a, in a, in a big way. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I love it too. I, I, you know, I'm a sales I've got a lot of sales DNA left still. And I, you know, I love the wall behind me, you know, just all these great mantras, you know, just, just great stuff. No negativity. Success is my duty. Who's got my money. <laughs> just all these, all these really great motivational stuff. Oh, yeah. I mean, we need this stuff in sales, right? Cause it's not easy going out there trying to find people in this market. I mean, talking to people who know, everybody knows a real estate agent, every agent's on banging on every door. Oh my God. It's yes. tough. Especially this is a here. tough business. Yeah. We've, you know, we're very oversaturated for realtors in our area. I think mm. there's something like 4,000 active realtors in the greater Pensacola area. <laughs> so we've, uh, yeah, you can, you can throw a rock and you're going to hit, you know, yeah, a couple another of them. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, you know, it's interesting to try and stand out and it's just one of those things where, um, coming from my background, I really just try to kill it on customer service. You know, if you can kind of uh, 
do that extra bit and really just try to really take care of what your customers need and understand what they're trying to accomplish and uh, really reward their trust in you. Cause a lot of people look at it, you know, it's, it's a sales business, you know, is what consumers think. Absolutely. Um, And then, you know, if you're an agent, people are like, well, it's a lead generation business. And it's like, you know, my, my mantra, what I'm really trying to keep it at is it's customer service. You know, I really, really want to take care of my clients. Then you'll never have to prospect in your life. <laughs> and not from a certain point, but yes. Yeah, that's, not yet. You're not there yet. But <laughs> not yet, but for sure. That, and that's that's exactly I, I the long that's, game I'm that's trying what to your mantra, play. Your mantra, mantra is that, right, at the end, right? If, mm-hmm. if, if you're focused on that customer and the great experience that they have and buying the home and it's a great CX yep. like from front to back, the, the customer experience is great, they're going to refer you. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, that's that's for sure. hundred percent. They'll talk about you. Well, let's get into the jar. Yes, sir. Let's get into the meat. Let's get to the real fun. All right. <clears throat> enough of these story, enough story time. Yeah. <laughs> um, have a pull one out, Miles, have a look and then pass it to me. I'll read it for, for you in the audience. I'll give you a little verbal. Okay. He looks pleased with the first one. Yeah, it's, it's nice to get a softball right, it is up, a right little up there. Soft, yeah, right, it first is a time softball. To play. Well, it depends. This may be a softball for some people. Very true. And not for others. When was the last time somebody said, I love you to you? Uh, this is a softball for me because I did get married in October and uh, my wife woke up right before I was actually leaving here. Uh, so, you know, she gave me a big hug, told me that she loved me and that, I, you know, don't be nervous. It's going to be fine. <laughs> oh, I love you know, it. so it was nice to kind of uh, get a nice hug from her and uh, hear those words and, and right hear, before yeah. walking out. Yeah. I'll just put my hand kind of on the jar. Yeah, grab another one. When I think we're when I think we're at like a end of a thought. Okay. Do you agree that hope begins with the knowledge that good always triumphs evil? I would say yes. Uh, it's I think it's more so in the the absolute belief. You know, the, mm. you have to really believe that. I feel like to have hope. To know that you're on the side of that, whatever you're hoping for. Because I think, you know, you're placing your side on the side of good for what you're hoping. And then that, but a conviction of belief. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Not, I think it, yeah, usually. Yeah. It's like, it will work out. Mm -hmm. I think that's what, you know, true hope kind of like trying to arise out of your, uh, whatever circumstances you're having. Kind of more a bigger picture hope, I guess. And just keeps the doubt yeah really yeah kind of keeps the doubt at bay and it's a very like absolute kind of feeling I, yeah that's i think that what a message i'm getting is it's an absolute conviction to it the real feeling yes mm-hmm. oh, a couple of good soft you 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 got you're, you got the charmed pull so far well here we go we're starting to crack open are you good at asking people about themselves i it, even though it's something I do for work, uh, I yeah. do struggle with that secondary and like tertiary like question. Like, what do you, um, you know, you answer, you ask the question, you get yes, the answer right, and it's like, right. great. You move right down your checklist. And sometimes I got to remind myself, pump the brakes and you have to get a couple of whys for listen every, to what they've said. Yeah. Really digest it, I guess. I think we do sometimes. I mean, often it's, we're thinking of what we're going to say as somebody's speaking and so to, guilty. and to same and to park that 
and to put it aside and wait for the thought, wait for someone to finish the thought. And then, okay, if you can still, if the question's still relevant or the comment is relevant, then okay, it makes sense. But sometimes often it's not relevant anymore. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> you get passed up by the conversation yeah, trying the con- to hold on to that thought. <laughs> yeah. And you miss, and then you miss, you're, you're missing everything. It may be even the good stuff that's coming, right? Truly. Uh, yeah. So I think it is being present for people and listening. Um, not easy. Not as easy as I would like it to be. Yeah. Because it's something I'm conscious of. And every, you know, every once in a while, I uh, definitely, you know, on the walk back to your car or, you know, when you turn your back from a conversation, you're like, wow, you know, <laughs> who who had that one on autopilot? You know, <laughs> like, good job, buddy. <laughs> yeah, that was me. Um, I think it's especially tough early in sales, in your early part of your career, especially when you're newer to a business, you're meeting somebody, you're trying to, and especially in your business, everything they tell you is important, mm-hmm. right? Because some, you know, it might be a, a feature in the house you want to talk about or a neighborhood that will be important. And so you're, you know, they're giving you a bit of information and then your brain starts running away with it and they're still talking and they're giving you another nugget and you might, you know, you might miss that one, right? And, and but you, because then you want to actually come back with a, your next comment at some point, you're going to, you're going to speak and you want to make something relevant and keep the, but how can you do that when there's, you're supposed to be absorbing all this information and not thinking. Uh, it, it's, it's a tough balance it's for a, sure, you know, yeah. to go ahead and take it in. Uh, I always try to, uh, you know, take notes when, yeah, especially okay. in a sales situation, you know, try to take notes so that I can kind of, uh, keep sense of it, mm. you know, and uh, I like to always ask back, to make sure I'm like, hey, so in summary, this is this is what we're talking about, right? Okay, here's my comment on that. Gives you a little bit of a chance to formulate your own answer uh, and also, also yeah. get some clarity on what they said because I know too often I've been like, okay, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, 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 no. I said, I don't want, you know, the blah, blah, and blah. And you're like, and you're wait, like, oh, what? Oh, oh, I totally. Okay. You know, and it's, it's not a problem. You just happened to go down the wrong path because you thought it was the right <laughs> one to go to momentarily. Yeah. And that's shit. You end up showing them the wrong house. Right. You know, and they're like, why does he keep showing? I told them I don't want that stuff. And they're like, and you're going, I'm showing them everything they want. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You said you wanted a brick house. They're all made of brick. Come on. What's going on? (laughs) Come to find out that, yeah, actually, oh, I wrote that down wrong. Yeah. No no brick. Okay. Okay. I'm with you now. You mean no brick. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I said. Oh, okay. (laughs) I can, I can see this being, you know, a lot of fun. Sales jobs are great because it is about, you get more and more skilled at the listening and retaining, um, and especially when you want to know the job. Certainly, yeah. certainly. I think it's, it becomes more second nature for you. Yeah, yeah, you can listen more deeply and the conversation's a little easier. When we forgive someone for deeply hurting us, does it heal our wounds? Absolutely. I think it's a necessary part to the healing Mm. process, Um, you know, the degree of forgiveness Mm. is negotiable as is the degree of healing that it does. Yeah. Because I feel as if it's, there's like a a very unique process for each person to really get to that, you know, that truly completely healed wound and forgive, you know, everyone involved. Because even times there's a little bit of guilt on your part about it having happened. So, you know, you really have to forgive everybody. And I know that's something that, uh, my, my mom is great about that, that she's, you know, she reminds me about too, you know, I, every time I kind of try to get too, too hard on myself or anything, uh, you know, she's really, really nice about, you know, kind of reminding me like, 
you know, forgive yourself. You know, you should be the nicest person to yourself, not your harshest critic. And uh, it's tough to balance, you know, that too. <laughs> Mom's a genius. I, I would agree. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You should be your best friend, not your toughest critic. Yeah. Yeah. Your biggest cheerleader. Mm hmm. That's great. You should you should at least have your own back. You know, and it's, <laughs> yeah, should be stabbed. I mean, it's hard to stab yourself in the back, yeah. but it's like I'm sure people can do it. For sure, yeah. Oh yeah. God, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, you should not be you should not be setting your own landmines. God, that's funny. What about you is repeatedly misunderstood by others? I would say um, maybe uh, I can come off uh, very uh, brusque at times. Um, I know that <clears throat> uh, my my wife always tells me like my reading face is I guess like incredibly stern, and so whenever I'm like working at the office or anything, like uh, she always jokes with me. She's like, "Does anyone ever approach you at the office?" <laughs> And I'm like, well, yeah. And they're like, she, you know, she's always like, I would not. <laughs> she's like, your your thinking face is just like, it's, you know, it's heavy eyebrows down while I concentrate. And she's, you know, she just reminds me, she's like, it is a little, a uh, little aggressive there. <laughs> yeah, you do have like, when you're smiling, you got the happy face, right? But it is, she's right. You do have like a very serious uh, look yeah, my, uh, as a resting. My, yeah, my thinking face and also my neutral face is uh, a little, a uh, little, a little less than neutral so it's something i always try to uh you know combat even like with conversation you know with people that don't know me very well and right. it's like you know kind of try and keep the smile up you're like hey i'm i'm here i'm having fun I'm, don't I'm, worry i'm friendly yeah don't worry you know <laughs> you didn't say anything wrong we're good all right <laughs> so i'd say that you know probably um i am you know uh, I, I'm happy to talk to you. I I'm guess. a lot nicer than I look. Yeah, it would be, you know, especially uh, most of the time, very friendly and gregarious. But uh, if I'm not, you know, it, it, the first one to initiate stuff, I, I can understand how some people right, might yeah. uh, be like, well, we'll just, you know, we'll let him come to us. I love the, I love the wife. Like, that's a partner you need. Yeah. Right? yeah. Who, who's like, you know. Keep you honest a little bit. And the way she explains it's great. Does anybody ever approach you in the office? <laughs> well, what are you talking about? Of course I do. <laughs> Just for a fact, I wouldn't. <laughs> you need that. You definitely do. It keeps you know. It keeps you on your toes. It keeps you, yeah. Especially when there's somebody that loves you and really is doing it from um, a really loving, like a pure place, right? They're yeah, like, and it, it didn't hurt. It was like, oh, really? You know? Yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, it didn't hurt, right? That's how you know it's good. What is love? I would say, uh, you know, it's just that that feeling of unconditional affection mm. and uh i think you know between there's different types of loving relationships but i think uh, that's probably at the essence of it would be uh just that unconditional affection you know uh i've got different family members and you know you even even ones you disagree with like uh maybe what they've got going on in life or even like with uh ones that don't even you know slightly may rub you the wrong way or anything like that. You know, you still, you still love them. You wish them the absolute best. And yeah. you know, it's just because I wouldn't want to maybe host you for a weekend at the house. Doesn't mean that I don't love you. You know? Yeah. yeah. So uh, that, that's, I think that's probably the best way I could sum it up. <laughs> just cause I don't. Yeah. What is love? And it's a good, that's a heavy 
It's a heavy question. Okay. Has anyone done something for you that went far beyond what you expected them to do? Yes. Um, I would say um, I'm pretty lucky because I've got quite a tight-knit, like, group of friends that uh, kind of, like, you know, nicely surprise me all the time. But uh, I would say pr this one probably goes back to the wife again. Uh, her name's Chloe, and she is fantastic. Um, you know, she just goes really, really big for every birthday. Like, uh, whether it's mine or the kids or <laughs> or her own. Like, <laughs> she, uh, you know, she's definitely a, a birthday month person. Uh, but, you know, it's funny. She just... It's, she just loves like, you know, birthdays and celebrating and stuff like, yeah. uh, what she'll do is on anyone's birthday, you'll fall asleep. She will purposely stay up late, of course. And, uh, the whole, you'll wake up, the whole house is like decorated. Like it just like, there's always like some, like, you know, uh, balloons, streamers, stuff everywhere, you know? And, uh, like she is one of those people that, uh, whenever you're wrapping presents, like there's multiple totes of like bags uh papers you know cards like don't don't ever buy anything wrapping don't you dare throw it away either <laughs> if we're opening presents like she saves it all and it's always like this very ornate birthday display and nice. uh yeah she finds a way to kind of like surprise me you know every year and uh she she gives really great gifts you know for stuff like that so i just you know i would probably say that she always uh, i really it's not an official competition to outdo each other, but you know, it does feel nice when you let you win the birthdays on gifts that year. So <laughs> as far as like giving, you yeah, know, like yeah, it's, it's yeah. nice to be able to give the gift that was like, you know, I love my birthday gift, but like, come on, yours is pretty awesome. <laughs> like, you know, I, I knocked it out of the park, uh, but she's for, for this year, she's definitely winning. Uh, she got me scuba lessons um, oh. at the beginning of the year and uh, I got certified and, uh, you know, I, I underestimated just how awesome it is. I definitely, you know, it, it's something I, I can see myself pursuing uh, a for a really avid hobby. Yeah, it's really fun. It is and you're so in a great, cool. And you're in a great spot. Yeah, to have a it, it to helps have a to be very patty. easy. You know, there's a dive shop. Uh, MBT Divers is who I actually got uh, certified with. And uh, they are right around the corner from my house. Really cool people. You can hop on charters pretty much whenever and then just try to buddy up by, uh, you know, thankfully, uh, the internet and social media is so easy to link up yeah. with other people that, uh, it's a great, great opportunity to dive around here. So that's her, her love language, Chloe's love language, gift giving. Certainly. Certainly. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. It's good. That's a good skill for moms. You yeah, know, you got kids. I mean, kid, you know, no one ever hates a birthday. No one ever hates a birthday present. Yeah, no, no, she's she's much better at it than I am. I I feel saved gonna, every I, time. I I either go way too big or it's just way too small. Like it's <laughs> it's insulting or it's just like you know, like, like, why <laughs> way did you too do, grandiose. Why did you do this? Yeah. <laughs> did you expect to see this many days in your life? Why or why not? When I was very young, uh, you know, I definitely had a period where I did not think I didn't have long term plans for my life. I yeah. uh, really just kind of was like, whatever, uh, this is not going great. And I don't think it's going to, you know, it's uh, I already um, at a young age felt as if I had kind of messed up to where I wasn't going to recover. Dang. Um, 
part of the reason I didn't go to college right away, uh, not just trying to get into uh, hospitality, but, um, you know, my, we moved around, uh, around a lot during high school and whenever I was in high school in Mobile, um, the final high school I went to, I just messed around too much and actually got on the principal's bad side and got expelled a couple months before I was supposed to graduate. And, uh, it was a pretty tough moment. Um, I definitely, <laughs> to this day, I remember, uh, you know, and it's actually at the time it really hurt, but I, I'm so glad that he said it. I have a friend that I've had since like third grade and I'm on the phone and I'm telling him about it. And, uh, you know, he's, uh, you know, I'm, I'm calling his house at this point. So it's like a landline. He's in the kitchen, you know, talking to me and, uh, He's like, you did what? You got kicked out? And I just, I hear his dad take the phone and he's like, Miles, what have you done? And I talked to him and he was like, hey, he's like, you're too smart for this. And your mother has worked way too hard for you to be fucking up like this. Damn it. I apologize if I... No, no, I don't mean damn it about that. Yeah. I mean, damn, like that's coming from the dad. Yes. A third party, uninterested, giving you... Just the greatest advice ever, you know? And he was like, hey, you know, even if you want to squander that, you owe it to her to do better. Yeah, absolutely. Like she she earned the right for your ass to walk across that stage. Yeah, yeah. You know, like you're, you know, she put in... 11.75 11.75 years of educational investment and you're gonna you know you're in the final fiscal quarter you're gonna fuck it up like yeah wow, sorry okay. bro you need to fix that yeah and uh so you know i oh. it hurt and at first i just kind of stewed about it i don't it didn't really like you're mad at him not or... even really mad at him because i knew it was true but you know <laughs> and, and whenever you're that age you just don't take... usually be like i would be mad at somebody because they told me the truth yeah, you know, it, it hurt, and I, I'm sure I was angry, but yeah, I, yeah. I, it definitely wasn't angry at okay, him okay. about that. Because uh, he, I mean, he he was a great example of what, you know, a dad could and should be. He was a great provider. He was a great dad to my, you know, my buddy. And, like, uh, you know, they, they're, they're a great family. So it's like, you know, um, the guy that I've been, like, you know, politely envious of my whole life, you know, is you know, telling me, you know, a little bit of the dad that I wish I had was, yes. was like, Hey man, you know, you, you fix it. Yeah. You got to tighten up. What are you doing? You know? And at the time it really felt like a, uh, insurmountable, you know, kind of obstacle. Uh, you know, I got my GED and stuff, but I kind of felt like I was like, ah, well, this is it. I'll maybe, you know, uh, just honestly, I was just enjoying drinking and bullshitting around, you know, that, Mobile, small town, hanging out in downtown, just kind of nonsense. And, uh, you know, I just fell into some pretty heavy drinking and, uh, you know, partying around and just going to concerts, being young and very dumb, you know. But it's it's one of those things that whenever you start doing that, those nights stack up pretty fast, you know. And a few years can go by very quickly. Absolutely. And that's why I definitely, you know, it kind of got to the point where after a few years I ended up meeting um, my oldest daughter's mom. And then whenever, uh, you know, I found out that she was on the way, it really changed things for me. I was like, this isn't, this isn't the type of dad you're going to be, you know, you really, really need to make good on your own 
feelings yeah. of how your father treated you. You know, you got to look in the mirror and say, okay, it so happened to you. Or are you just... Are you going to be that dad? Yeah, you're just going to pass that medicine down? Is that what you would like to do? Is that who you are? Oof. And, you know, the answer was no. Because at that point, you know, I'm young. I'm just kind of angry doing my own thing. And uh, most of the time, people are just kind of running away from who they think they should be or who they don't want to be. Yeah, yes. You know, or who they think they are. You yeah. know, and then that's kind of what I was doing. And it was nice because my, you know, my first daughter definitely solidified that, um, you know, I'm my good dad <laughs> and I enjoy it. And it's a lot of fun. It's definitely, uh, you know, a lot of people that choose not to have children totally respect it. You know, I, I don't think anyone should plan on having a kid to get their life together. <laughs> that's, that's, that's not the move. I love my, my, the one piece of advice today is don't do what I yeah, do. Yeah, <laughs> don't, don't, that's not the move, you know, it, it, but it's also like, it's the same thing as, you know, dropping out of college doesn't make you the next tech genius just because it did for one guy. Yes. You know, so I'm, I'm happy that I'm the one guy that I that can sit, can bank on that, that was able to turn that around and uh, it helped me a lot. You know, she She's a bad. She taught me about, you know, myself and just becoming a great dad. And, you know, even like defining that is just being there and doing your best. You know, there's there's yes. no there's no, you know, levels to that other than just involvement. Yeah. You just try to be involved and try to be there and try to be understanding and understand that I don't know what I'm doing and that's okay. You know, we can talk about it. You know, I can talk about it with my daughter. You know, we can let's figure it out. Yeah. What, and, what do you, back to the customer experience. <laughs> exactly. Right. You know, let's, let's, how do you expect yeah, that? let's review how, this real quick. How do you expect <laughs> that? You know, how am I supposed to be acting on this one? You know, what? <laughs> so, <laughs> how old is she now? Uh, my oldest would be 10 this summer. How and cool then, is uh, that? My youngest, she's a real human now. Yes. That's a yes, real human. She is. Oh man. She's super vibrant. Uh, sassy as hell. Oh man. You, you reap what you sow for sure. Uh, <laughs> she is super sassy. Um, uh, but yeah, she's, she's doing great. Uh, I honestly couldn't be more proud of her. Like she's, uh, really doing a great job at like, you know, at that age it's have fun, you know, be nice to your sister, make good grades, you know? And it's just, you know, of course there's always going to be little things, but it's like, they're a kid, yeah. you know, you, even it's, you just want them to enjoy themselves, make mistakes, small ones if you can manage it. <laughs> Hopefully not screw the pooch like pops. Yeah, and, exactly. And, you know, <laughs> just. And, and, you know, it's one of those things too. You just try to kind of, uh, you know, when the time's right, have those conversations and be like, uh, you know, honest about it. Like the reason I'm telling you this is because I made these mistakes, yeah, you know, and this yeah. isn't a, uh, you know, you got to do it like this. Cause I did like, I don't want to bullshit my children on what my steps were no. because I, de I genuinely feel if I would have even just been humble enough to try to talk to a mentor, even attain a mentor in my early twenties or fresh out of, you know, even right out of at that moment after I got my GED, if I had just, uh, really known about real estate as far as what I could have been, you know, taken on a mentor and just started the slow from there, you know, a whole decade ahead is just so much work and it's yeah. so much, can happen for you, you know, and even in the past two years, my life has changed so much for the better. And it's something that I definitely try not to feel behind on, but it's one of those, you know, coulda, woulda, shoulda, you know, if I'd have just gotten busy on this a little earlier, where I could be today, but. You're right where you're supposed to be. I, I appreciate that. It's something I definitely. Uh, you're, you're exactly where you're supposed to be.
Why do churches, synagogues, mosques ask for donations from the poorest? I don't know. And <laughs> I, don't even, I, I don't even have an idea. Yeah, well, I mean, I, 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 I couldn't tell you. Um, I, you know, I, I, I fancy myself uh, a Christian, but I can't say that I frequent any church. I uh, haven't ha- had haven't had terribly awful church experiences. Yeah. No horror stories, but I just uh, I find those that seem to call themselves the most pious are often up to the most amount of bullshit, and uh, it's. You know that I have. I felt that I've seen that enough that I'm just. Mm. I'd much rather kind of, uh, you know, do it on my own mm. as far as what I enjoy and you know my own version of spirituality. Uh, so that's actually something that I don't love about churches. Is you know you get you get smacked with that collection plate. You know, beginning and end, and it's beginning and end. Yeah, it, it's very. Uh, it's. It's tough. It, honestly, the, the the best feel, the most like accurate kind of like analogy I have for that is it's you know my first time in Vegas. It is no matter what you want to do in Vegas, it is <laughs> you are constantly paying for whatever. Would you like to stand here? That's going to be extra cash. Would you like to sit on that chair? Extra cash. Yes. You know you want extra cash. Oh, <laughs> welcome to the club. Here it's twenty cash to get in. Yeah. No. no oh no. <laughs> that room. No. That you just got to pay an extra twenty in that room. You know this staircase. You want to use this staircase. And it's like, that's what I feel like almost, you know, churches kind of get like that. Like, yeah, yeah, come on in. You want the full experience though, tithe, tithe, baby tithe, you know? And it's like, you know, um, I feel as if there's other, other more important things that truly, you know, maybe we don't need 19 churches in a very small town. Like we could probably fund just one that y'all could go on, you know? Hmm. And that's, you know, that's (laughs) just (laughs) maybe what I got. Yeah. Yeah. This this is a, this is a series of one hour of just go. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) When you were in love, do you feel superhuman? To a point, I would say it's a, you know, it's a really awesome feeling. Uh, It definitely emboldens you to uh, know that you've got the love of others, you know, backing you up, whether it's your family. I know I definitely, feels superhuman whenever uh, I kind of, you know, get yourself in that mode for work. You're like, hey, you're doing this for your family, you know, like we're going to power through and it gives you a certain amount of extra, you know, little turbo on what you're trying to do, Mm. uh, the task at hand, or even like, even stuff when it comes to like getting a vacation together or, you know, packing for a vacation, like you definitely accomplish more in that 48 hours before vacation than any human gets done in a typical seven day span. And it's like, it's just the love of these people I'm going on vacation with that, you know, helps you kind of like knock all this stuff out, get everything ready, pack these little maniacs bags, you know? (laughs) It is a real thing though, like the 48 hours before. And also the world seems to compress a lot of decisions at you. Like somehow also the craziness all happens in those last 48. Absolutely. And it's, I, you know, the, the, in, in real estate, it almost feels as if clients know beforehand yeah because i will the the buyers i haven't talked to in months are in town and they got cash to spend you know and it's like all right well listen uh you know uh, so it's have fun family yeah it's luckily in real estate you can refer out uh transactions so it's nice that you know uh whenever i'm leaving i have another agent that Mm. i can say hey 
you know, just put on your Miles Reeves hat for the next week, you know, and we'll we'll chat as much as we can and try to keep everything rolling yeah. along. So it, it helps a little bit. But yeah, uh, that 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 last uh, <laughs> two days before vacation can be incredibly hectic. Yeah, I don't know what it, I don't know what it is, but there is it's literally like you said, it's like the universe knows and it yeah. just it throws everything at you to just test your commitment. Do you really want to go on this vacation? Oh, what are the things we can do to nourish hope in the heart of others? I think, uh, honestly, the smallest acts of kindness can really, really help mm. hope blossom in the hearts of others. I think that I know whenever very, very tiny things, gestures that people make, they feel great. You know, whenever okay. they happen to me, like I will definitely catch myself later in the day and be like, hmm. you know, I remember whenever right. that happened, like, uh, my, my youngest daughter, whenever she got uh, home uh, from school on Friday, really talking, how was school? What'd you learn? Let's talk about these letters, you know? And she just looks at me and she's like, I want a donut. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, you know, I'm, I got some, I got this and that to do. Maybe, maybe if you ask mom really nicely, like she'll get you one. And like, uh, you know, she just turns on the puppy eyes and like gives, gives mom lots of hugs. And she's like, mom, you know, I just, I want a donut. And uh, my wife is like, okay, you know, you've been good. We'll yeah, get, you right. get you a donut. And uh, so that they go over and uh, whenever they walked in, they would, they, she said it was really dead. And they just ordered the one donut. And uh, the guy was like, yeah, yeah, you're good. And, uh, you know, my wife Dave. is like, oh, are you sure? And he's like, yeah. He's like, it's a dollar. He was like, I get a, I get a free donut anyway. He's like, it's good. You know, <laughs> like, don't worry about it. And, then, you know, it was like, oh, okay. But. You know, it's one of those very small things. My my daughter was so excited. I don't even think she understood what, you know, what the free meant. But, you know, we're like, oh, he's giving it to you. And she's like, really? <laughs> and, yeah, it, you know, it made her day. You know, it, my, my wife immediately came home and was like, oh, you know, the guy was really nice and did that. And then, you know, it just like tiny acts like that. You know, you end up telling people about that. And that it just is so I, true. I feel like the energy just disperses. It's interesting, that kind of positive act. Mm -hmm. It's simple, but yeah, then they repeat, then they feel the joy, then he feels the joy. Oh, yeah, cause, and, it, and it felt good to give that, that donut away. Especially you know? a little girl, and she's eyes light up, and she's like, really? Yeah, 100%, like the last all-pink icing donut with multicolored sprinkles. Like, yeah, <laughs> here you go, and I know that she's... It's meant for you. Yeah, 100%, and she's adorable and super dramatic so i know that it, there was a big cheer involved all that like <laughs> it was nice you know and it just i think little things like that even um you know i i'm really big on always trying to compliment people mm. whenever i see something like uh i always try to dress up for work and if i see someone you know like dressed up or clearly like trying something like hey that looks great you're looking good today you're looking snazzy you know little stuff like that like you can see it put a little pep on their stuff and it's oh, like, yeah. it cost you nothing. It's it cost you nothing. And it, it was, took you a millisecond and you, you didn't even have to stop walking. Like yeah. you just, you just tossing out, you know, a little handed bit tonight. Out sun, handed out sunshine. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so I, that's just little, little things that I fully believe can make people's, you know, days better. Yeah. I just, um, I just came out from an episode a couple of days ago and had a flat tire and I was able to drive the van to this place. And, you know, ultimately the guy, the mechanic was there and just looked over, what do you need? I'm like, yeah, a flat. He's like, I'll take care of you. I went in the lounge, sat there, came outside, tire was off. 
Walked around, went back inside, came out, tire was back on. Everything was normal. Came out, the guy said, yeah, you need a new valve. The valve was broken. You know, I just replaced the valve. You know, you could get another, you need a different kind of valve for the other side. So he's giving me some coaching. I'm like, great, cool, cool. So I'll go back inside. Can't find the guy where to pay. Manager comes over. He's like, just, you know, you're all set, sir. Thanks for coming. Um, just tip the guy that took care of you. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what? No, no. You know, no forty dollars to take the tire off and rotate it, and ten dollars for the stem, and you know, fifty. You know, it's not fifty dollars. Yeah, no nickel and dime action. You know, you're on. right. You didn't. <laughs> you know, you're not. This is a mechanic, and I've just walked it. And the guy said, "You know, go take care of the guy that did the work." Mm-hmm. Oh my like, man, I felt so good. Nice. You know, go gave him a little tip, and uh, it's great. Yeah. Like I said, and share, and I was sharing that story all week. Oh yeah, uh, like because that was just a whole lot of sunshine for me. And, and it was like you know, it, it made a tire change a highlight of your day. Absolutely, not something you would ever, (laughs) ever consider. I was bumming, right? I come (laughs) on, I got a flat tire. It's my brand new tire. Mm -hmm. I'm like, jeez, man, come on. Okay, here's my card. Can love be felt through the touch of a hand? Absolutely. Um, I know whenever, uh, you know, whenever you're tucking the kids in at night and you get that that little hand that wraps around a finger, like that is, that is like a lightning rod of love right there. And, uh, I know for sure, like my, I see it with my 10 year old, she's age enough. I'm, I'm, I'm aging out of hero status very quickly, you know? And, uh, but I, then I go down the hall and there's a four year old <laughs> still firmly on team dad, you know? So <laughs> it's nice. I get both spectrums there. Uh, but <laughs> they both, you know, each night, um, it started with my oldest. I always do uh, the same song every single night, sing them to one. And then now that my youngest is like, you know, out of the crib, you know, now she's got a big girl bed yeah, for the last four, year yeah. and change. So like, uh, and we got her uh, a bunk bed. So she's like, you know, she loves it. She, it was her older sisters. So now that she definitely, like she always wanted it and couldn't stay off of it. And now we're like, okay, this is your bunk bed. You know, we'll personalize it for you and change up the room and all that. And uh, it's, you know, I go do the song, my, my first yeah. set of the night. <laughs> and I move it down the hallway and I do my second set of the night and then lights off, you know, everything, shut it down on that side of the house. And it's like, you know, walk on back to my bedroom. But uh, definitely that that little like hand squeeze for sure. I, I definitely would say that uh, you can feel love I, through a touch of a hand. Yeah, that's electric, right? You got those little fingers wrapping around your hand, your little finger, your finger, you know, your big index finger. Oh, yeah. We're talking about you got the big man paws mm-hmm. <laughs> and these little fingers gripping your, and it's like, oh, man. Yeah. Magic. Oh, pure magic. Pure magic. It's definitely uh, one of my, I have to remind myself whenever I'm doing the nighttime routine, you know, there's only so many of these left, like no matter how tired I am and I'm singing the same song twice, (laughs) I gotta, you know, just remind myself like, Hey, don't, you know, don't cut out the bridge. (laughs) You only got so many of these songs left. Just go ahead and do it up. Enjoy it, Miles. It's magic. Yeah. And then it's gone. Yeah. We wake up one day and it's over. They say it happens fast and they are correct. Yeah. I can, I'm on the other side of it. And I heard mm-hmm. that story and I was like, yeah, you know, whatever, man. Jeez, man. The kids are 10 and, you know, six. And you're like, oh, I'm so tired. <laughs> like, like, when is this over? <laughs> and all of a sudden you're, you're like, like, too soon. Yeah. What happened? Where did they go? Too soon. 
my my wife is already getting a little itch of the baby fever. She's like, "Are you sure?" And I'm like, "I'm good." I, I, at this point, uh, she's only got the one. Yes, she only has the one. And uh, at this point, I'm, I, I'm the, the the results are in. It'll be another girl, and I'm I'm good right now. <laughs> I, I, I'm already outnumbered. I can't increase the odds. That's all right. Surrender. Yeah. I, I have two daughters. And two granddaughters. Oh, nice. And one nice. more on the way. We don't know what the last one is, but it's pretty much, I know my score so far. Yeah. It looks like it's going to be another batting girl. Batting a thousand. <laughs> I'm batting a thousand. <laughs> I have a feeling I'm going to bat a thousand. Ooh, this, is, uh, this is a shout out to my brother. His question. When was the last time you were violent? Um, I'm not even sure I want to keep that question in there. <laughs> um, honestly, uh, the last time I was violent, was probably and uh i can't say i've been in a fight in a oh gosh ever like long time like a, a yeah. solid decade of uh non you know <laughs> non <caveman> behavior <laughs> uh, but i'd say uh honestly i was trying to clean something up in the girl's bathroom and it was just a total like uh mr magoo moment i'm knocking over all this stuff they have this uh, cabinet that's labeled for each day of the week and it's just filled with different hair ties and I knocked it over um, there was some fruit flies that like had appeared and like we for whatever reason we're like I don't understand it put one of those traps in there and it's like filled with vinegar oh yeah and of course like my oldest daughter like does kid stuff and just like grabs it turns it right over and is like what's this and just like spills you know a giant splash of vinegar all over the bathroom so I'm trying to clean it and I knock over this this cabinet thing into a big puddle of vinegar, and it's like all their hair ties, like ten thousand tiny rubber bands are in it. And uh, I definitely, I like, I started to pick up the the little cabinet, started to fall apart, and I and I, I was so pissed in the moment, I just slammed it right back down, and I was like, great. And I, of course, I turn around, and both the girls are like, <gasps> and I'm like, okay. I was like, I'm sorry, I got upset. I was like. Give me a minute to clean it up. You know, we'll finish bad time routine. I'm sorry. Uh, like, excuse daddy, me. Daddy lost his poopy. Yeah. I was, I was like, you know what? Just give me a minute. I'm, like, I'm going to close the door while I clean. If you guys can afford me some silence for a second, <laughs> let me just knock this out. And uh, then we will uh, shop online for a new uh, hair tie cabinet. <laughs> and daddy's going to warm up his voice for the... Uh, uh, for my first act. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Oh, I love it. That's such a dad moment. Yeah. <laughs> you lose it momentarily. I'm, I'm and just going like, to lose ah, my who shit. Who was for, that guy? Yeah, you're like, gosh, I'm just going to lose my shit for a minute. You, I'll be right back. <laughs> what does hope mean to you? I would say that hope is just that, you know, I, we touched on it briefly earlier that yeah. uh, it's that kind of very firm absolute belief that you are going to you know make it through something and that that's more of a like kind of a big picture look at hope because obviously you can hope that i do well on this podcast or hope that you know the weather is fine and it's not a true absolute belief that you know it's going to be sunny today but i think that kind of uh you know like uh what i hope to accomplish in my life what i hope you know, that my family will, uh, you know, make it or do certain things or situations that I would like to, you know, uh, 
it put them in as far as like maybe, you know, like traveling, different goals you have for you and your mm. kids. Uh, that hope is that, you know, you're able to do it. Yes. That, you know, I have that sincere hope that I can make that happen. So that's what it kind of means to me. Yeah, I like that. Keeping that, just keeping it alive. Yeah, uh, definitely. I I took Latin in high school, uh, and uh, that one of the uh, the phrases I remember most is "Doom Spiro Sparrow," and it means "While I breathe, I hope." And uh, oh. it's just something that's always kind of stuck with me because it's like you just got to be. I'd rather be that eternal optimist in that regard. Yeah. I like that. While I breathe, I hope. Can you tell us about your first love? Absolutely. Uh, you know, my my first love was my oldest daughter's mom. Yeah. And uh, she is a, you know, a tall, very pretty redhead. Uh, she and I met at a house party whenever I was 19. <laughs> and uh, we just, uh, you know, very, very classic um you know, young relationship where it's bar hopping and beach days and just a lot of fun, you know, and then, uh, we, you know, we, we got pregnant and, uh, you know, you, you have to pump the brakes on a whole lot of that fun, you know, but it was, it was nice because we were, both of us kind of rose to the occasion Yeah, and, you know, took the challenge to make sure that we were going to be good parents. We were going to try and, you know, put ourselves in a position to be good providers and kind of, you know, get our acts together. And, uh, you know, it's been nice because she, even after we, you know, ended our romantic ties, mm. uh, we've managed to be really good friends. You know, I, I'm always, you know, someone that's going to be in her corner, uh, that, you know, um, always there to help out and support her. And, uh, you know, she's great friends with my wife. It's really, really nice that everyone that's gets so together nice. yeah. and, uh, you know, it, it's, I, I think about it all the time. Like whenever, cause you know, even whenever you s split evenly, uh, you know, with your kid, it's, it's crazy. Cause I, I just, I miss my other daughter for three days every week, you know, and it's nice to be in a situation where on those other days we can go hang out together. We can go do other stuff. We can do like, we can have family meals. So it's like both of us end up banking about five or six days with our with our daughter oh, that's so because cool. we get to hang out a little bit and do other stuff together and it's just nice to uh, always have that option to get invited to each other's family yeah. gatherings you know and uh, just for there to be you know a lot of goodwill it's really really nice um, but you know Sarah was a uh, she's a very uh, she's a very strong-willed person um, she is incredibly stubborn, uh, but she is also one of the most fiscally responsible people that I know. Uh, she is absolutely great with saving. Uh, she is hilariously cheap. Uh, and it's just, you know, it's something that we always joke about to this day. She is one of those people that, uh, you know, if she decides on what an appropriate price is for something, for whatever reason, <laughs> this isn't comped out or anything, but <laughs> what, a, and if it's above that imaginary price line, she is like, we just don't need that. <laughs> We're not getting that. Whatever. Like, yeah, it's whatever. No, that's, that's, that's wild. That's pure madness. So it's always funny, uh, you know, <laughs> shopping with her or anything like that. She just cracks me up. I, I can imagine, uh, just pray she doesn't buy a house from you. I, you know what she did. And, oh. <laughs> uh, it was, it was a really nice to be able to, 
get her into a home. Uh, you know, we were able to find a really great deal for her. And it was yeah. like, right, if I remember correctly, it was right around 2020. So she kind of got it before um, this really big yeah. rise in appreciation is. And, uh, you know... I, I'm actually, uh, it's one of those things we always joke about because if anything ever breaks or anything, you know, she'll like, of course, text me and she's like, Ugh, my lemon, you know, like yeah. she just like totally just rattling my cage, you know, like <laughs> she's like, this broke today. She's like, uh, I was thinking of calling my realtor. What do you think? Yeah, you know? I, get, I want to get a, I want to get some of that commission back from the realtor. Yeah. <laughs> so he fixes a water heater. Uh, absolutely. <clears throat> yeah. She definitely uh, lets me, you know, jokingly hear it, but <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Who is your hero? If I had to, I don't, I don't, I, I can't say that I have like a singular hmm. hero that comes to mind. Uh, there's a lot of people that I definitely have, <clears throat> you know, that I admire that I can definitely kind of, uh, appreciate yeah. their strength and what they've gone through. Um, you know, my, my mom is definitely a hero of sorts to me. I would, yeah, that's right. That's a good, that's she's, a good one. You know, she's someone that I have seen really, really persevere through a lot. Uh, you know, she's, um, she's just a, a great person, and she cracks me up because she is, she is really funny. She is uh, impulsive and kooky in all the best ways. Uh, her her birthday's in September. And uh, she, she's been uh, kind of applying, you know, the mom pressure to all the kids and is like, hey, I want to go to Trinidad. I want to go home. And it's it'll be all of our first time there. Uh, my my sister was born there, has never been back. And uh, my, my brother and I have never been. Uh, she's been back, I think, twice. And, uh, you know, we were supposed to go, like, stay with family and kind of just... Uh, island time it up for about i think about a week and a half in september okay and uh it's it's funny just because it, watching her kind of lean on all of us and make this happen you know she definitely has been pulling all the strings and uh it, she finally made it happen and i'm really really excited to go experience that with her uh because you know it'll just be a reminder too of how much uh, she's overcome to get over here I, to, you know, to make the life that she's built. She's actually, uh, she's remarried. Uh, she's with a really, really great guy. Um, you know, I, I love hanging out with them. You know, we all get along. Um, they, they're in Mobile, so they're close enough that we get to hmm. visit pretty often. Uh, she's actually got my youngest for the night right now. And, uh, you know, she gets a ton of grandma time, uh, but she... Most of all, even just to this day, you know, sets a great example. Um, there is, I probably, <laughs> she probably calls me five or six times a week, you know, and, and of course I, I miss half of them, you know, and I'm, I'm busy at work doing this or that. And she just leave me like, you know, fake guilty messages like this is your mom, <laughs> you know, <laughs> just in case you were wondering what my voice sounds like, you know, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay, how you doing mom? She's like, oh, I'm great. <laughs> now you called. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, you know, let's big shout out to all the immigrants that make it here and grind the fuck out of life to, you know, and look, man, you, you know, she got on the boat. She didn't think she's going to end up having a kid sitting in a real estate office selling real, you know, imagine what oh, the yeah. dream she had. 
in in all of the you know big kudos to her i I know um my like my sister is uh her and her husband are both financial planners uh so they do very well for themselves they've got you know two beautiful kids uh in fort worth texas and uh they're you know um my sister is doing great i love hanging out with her we have an incredible relationship because uh, we're both parents, so we can relate. Mm, the cool. the cousins are all very closely grouped in age, so it's nice because we get to get the squad together whenever we get together and everything. Um, my younger brother is, even you know, he's more reclusive than us, but he is, you know, he's still doing his own thing, and like I can appreciate him for it because he's he's always doing well for himself and what he wants to do. He's yeah. an electrician. He travels for his work, and he's also a huh. musician. And uh, so he makes music, uh, you know, at his own pace. He is very big on doing everything himself. Uh, he's, uh, you know, I, I, I'll talk to him and, uh, you know, it's like, well, you know, do you want to drop more music or this or that? And he's like, no, you know, it's very much my pace, my, I'm good, you know, like, and it's, it, the music is really for him and I really respect I, I, that. a lot of times. Yeah. I think a lot of people play for themselves. Yeah. And it's, and you can tell that it's like, and not to say that it's other people don't enjoy it or not. Cause I, I'm actually, you know, he kind of blows my mind every time. Cause I have a high opinion of him and I hear the music and I'm like, that is, you know, it's, it's, it's great. You know, you're still pleasantly surprised every time that, you know, he kind of debuts a new song and you hear a different sound. I don't how do you feel when you leave a house of worship? I'd say, uh, you know, uh, aside from maybe uh, the actual <laughs> worshipers, uh, I'd say, you know, most of the time it's a pretty positive experience because even though I don't attend a lot of service, yeah, yeah. I still try to do, uh, you know, volunteer work when I can. And it's, oh, there's, okay. you know, when there's a, like a mission and we're, you're getting people together to accomplish something, it's really, really nice to see it pan out. And, uh, you know, churches are still a great place for that to run through. Uh, there's a local charity called uh, Sleeping in Heavenly Peace, and uh, they get together and build beds for children that don't have beds in our area. And uh, a local church it allows us to use their parking lot to do that. Mm. Uh, my mom uh, volunteers with the Lions Club of Sarah Land. It's a town in North Mobile. And... Um, we did a pancake breakfast over there to benefit some of their community efforts. And they, they hosted that at a church that my mom attends regularly. And, you know, it was a great time getting out. Everyone's uh, out at like five in the morning, you know, half awake. And we're all just like hanging out. You know, we got six black stones lined up and everyone's just over there, you know, flipping pancakes. Uh, But it was fun. You know, it's nice to get together and do stuff like that for the community. And, uh, you know, churches are a great conduit for different yeah, charity the work. Community, yeah, I agree. They, they do. Are they able to get to turn people out? I mean, they're able to, to get people to come out as well for community stuff. I think that's sometimes maybe even more than the service. Yeah. Right. If they, if it's a pancake breakfast, they got a wide reach. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What gives you inner strength, inner courage? I would say, uh, my kids and my family are a very big motivating yeah. factor for me. I, uh, I always kind of, that's my very first kind of, uh, you know, uh, my mental card that I draw on myself whenever I don't feel myself, you know, really performing. Yeah. And it's like, okay, 
are you behaving or working in a way that would make your daughters proud, your wife proud? You know, are you really, are you living up to what they think you are or you hope to be in their eyes? And so that's, that's something that's a tough litmus. That's a tough, (laughs) that's a tough way to look at it. I mean, that's real. Yeah. But whoa, that's really good. Like, am I doing this to a level that my kids would be proud? And it's, you know, it helps you, it helps you to stop (laughs) dicking around pretty fast (laughs) when you're like, okay, all right. Yeah. Like, all right, time to put away the bong, you know, we'll go ahead and start making these phone calls. Okay. You're right. You're right. You're right. I hear you. I hear you. Yeah, it's exactly. You know, so I just, I try to kind of uh, (laughs) nag myself on all of their behalf and just, you know, cause that's at the end of the day, it's, if it was just me, I would be you know, I would be content on a beach selling coconuts somewhere, you know, if I didn't have these other, you know, external, like, you know, hearts walking around. Cause that's the other part of love is that, you know, it's a, it's incredibly dangerous cause you have another part of yourself out in the world. Yeah. That's, that's interesting. We're kind of a reminder, right? It is part of our hearts. These little, these little kids running around part of us. Right. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Yeah. A little more vulnerable now. Yeah. Oh, for sure. It's not, well, just I mean, me. it's not just me. Oh yeah. Well, you know, if you've ever been in a situation where you had some fear regarding your kids, yes. like it is a deep, deep, like crazy fear. Like it is, it just, it's, it's like when you hear a noise that is so low, you're like, Oh, I, that's what, yeah, that's but, what bass is. Okay. That's, yeah. that's what a lower octave is, you know, and it is, it is wild to, if you know, it's debilitating to, the yeah. fear could be debilitating when it involves your kids. Oh yeah, for sure. And it's, you know, it's uh, a little, you know, it's unnerving because you're like, oh, wait a minute. Like, you know, just the thought, like, you know, that that momentary thought that something could have happened. Boom. That's exactly where you were at. And uh, I know that's the worst feeling. We uh, over here, uh, her school had a lockdown situation and just the, the county's system that they use was the most vague and horrifying phone call ever. It was essentially, uh, they said, you know, um, there is a, I think it was like, there's a situation on campus. Your child's safety is our utmost priority. Click. And I was like, what the hell? And it, boom, in the car, heading up to the school. And, you know, it was (laughs) that, 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 that 10 minute trip was like, Okay, get it together. You know, like what are you don't know what's on the other side. Well, yeah. you don't know what's on the other side. There's yeah. a little bit of what the hell are you gonna do? You know, and it's like, come on, but just get there, just get there, just get there. And you know, I park up where I usually do. About I'm I'm in between your uh, you know that there's that lazy parent that does like that. Drop, drop, get park, up. You yeah. know, you know, I'll just I let the kids not even really stop the cars. Let the kids out right in front of the school. I'll avoid the pickup line. I like park half a block up and just walk to the school. We get a few minutes to chat, and then I also get to skip the gigantic yep. line. So I'm like in that gray area, <laughs> and I, I park there. And there's, I mean, there's cars pulling up, and there's parents just piling out, heading to the corner. And luckily, it was all just a big false alarm, and uh, you know they had all the kids outside the school. But it was for that moment, at ten minutes, woo, terrifying. <sighs> Terrifying, terrifying, you know, and it was just like, I, it's, you know, for a split second, you're like that, anything could happen anywhere, you know, that, that deep fear. And, uh, that was, 
that happened a few weeks ago and that was like one of those where it's like after that i'm like oh hold on my calls yeah i'm depleted for the day <laughs> i'm just gonna <laughs> it's hard to box those chemicals back up yeah that's, 100... a, full, that's oh. a full chemical dump and if, if i had been efficient with it i'd have been like so we're going to the gym we're gonna swim two thousand <laughs> meters and uh you're going to get all this, you know, get all this out real fast. Uh, uh, but you, if you do the full chemical dump, it's you're done. Like yeah. you said, it's time for a bong at the beach. Yeah. I, I was, I'm going to stare at the surf for a few hours. <laughs> I'll be back. Yeah. Oh, that's too funny. Well, let's keep going. I think we're, we're pretty close. Let's see if I find a good, uh, or see if you find a good one that's good to wrap up with. Let's see. When you owe someone something, does it somehow mean that they are also owning part of you? It's kind of a complex. It is. Um, I'd say that, you know, in my younger years, I probably felt that that was very true. Hmm. Um, you know, it just kind of depends on what your, what type of transaction that really is. Yeah. Um, you know, and also what, what you're really owing, if it's something, you know, if you're borrowing something or, uh, you know, in the way of like funds, you know, that that's one thing, mm. but owing someone in the way of like a favor or, yeah. you know, in the way of your career or something like that, I don't think that it really does because it's, you know, I remember and it's more of an adjacent thought to this truly, but I definitely thought when I was younger that to, to ask for help, would be to be indebted to, to be, somebody, yeah, yeah. you know, to, in order to really get assistance, like you were always going to be indebted to something and that you needed to do it on your own to mm. do it the right way. And I've definitely learned that's not quite the case at not all. Ca <laughs> <laughs> it's not the case at all. Uh, so, you know, I would probably say, uh, you know, maybe encourage people to, uh, you know, put yourself in that position of trying yeah. to, you know, Put yourself in that awkward position to ask for help to, you know, maybe put yourself out there in trying to ask for the favor that you need or the the boost that you would want to do. It's such a good thought. I mean, I think so many times where we look to ourselves, mm -hmm. right? You start going inward a lot in life. I think there are moments and some people are very good at asking for help. But I think this is a good, it's a great, it's a great thought, Miles, you know, you don't have to do it alone, right? There are people around you. And I guess this goes for good, you know, being indebted for someone helps you. And then also when you just need help, like, mm -hmm. you know, you need, you need help, you need to talk to somebody or you're in a situation where you need some, another human, mm -hmm. um, totally different. But yeah, this, this part about being indebted now, yeah, everybody needs help. Absolutely. And, yeah. well, and, you know, the, the thing I always try to remind myself is that nobody truly got to where they were by themselves, by themselves. even the yeah, people yeah. that are quote unquote self-made, yes. you know, there's, there's mentors involved, oh, the, the yes. most highly successful people in the world all pay for coaching. You know, there's Absolutely. a, there's a version of a coach for whatever industry you're in. And mm. when you kind of realize that too, it's, um, you know, I, I guess maybe it's not as eye-opening for other people, but I definitely, you know, I was like, oh, coaches are for sports. That's it. You yeah. know, and it's absolutely not true. You know, there are true coaches that can help you in whatever your craft is. Yes. And, yeah. uh, you know, if you really want to be better, you should seek them out, find the one that kind of checks those boxes yeah. and, you know, listen to them. 
because it's the the only value you're going to get is if you're taking action on what they're coaching for. Yeah. And I mean, a lot of those conversations are free to start, right? To, to go out there and explore and let's talk to people and ask for advice and people do it for free. You mm-hmm. know, and, not free, and if you end up in a working relationship, different, but those first starting conversation, you get a lot of good advice. Absolutely. And especially with the way technology is pretty much anyone's got an intro webinar that they would love to send you. Uh, so you can get a taste of what they're absolutely. kind of going with. And then, you know, the more high level ones, of course, there's a invite to another free, you know, one-on-one coaching consultation right afterwards. Absolutely. So, yeah. If, if you're interested, you can definitely get the information. I know I was one of those people that if there was any education that was free, sign me up for it. Yeah. I'll listen to it. And of course there's downfalls to that. I've left a lot of webinars early, <laughs> but you know, it's a, hey, I was happy to get on, see it for what it is. And you know, and yeah, just not, Oh, this one's not for me. Yep. Exactly. We're at a good spot. That's a good one. I think it's a good one to wrap up on. Um, how about some closing thoughts? I mean, it could be a message to the daughters. You know, that's kind of an interesting one. Um, could be a message back to your 18, like what would your 18 year old self need to hear? But you kind of covered that with the friend, mm-hmm. with the dad. Um, or just some thoughts on the the whole the whole chat and the, the, the questions and you know, maybe leave the audience with some wisdom. Uh, well, I've got a kind of a two prong statement there, I'd say for anyone when it comes to any career that you're in. You are never too young or too old to start in the, the arena that you choose to be mm. in. And uh, I know that I personally felt, you know, if I wasn't ready to do something, I shouldn't do it. Uh, but often you only can accomplish something by just giving it a shot and doing it. Uh, you know, if you go to the Teddy Roosevelt uh, speech, the man in the arena, you know, the, the credit goes to the man in the arena, the guy that, you know, gets knocked down seven times but gets up eight so just give it a shot whatever whatever it is give it a shot and uh you know on the the other prong of that would be that you know for all the dads out there uh just you know one percent extra ten percent extra just whatever you have in the tank make room for a little bit more for those kids and it'll come back to you 100 fold 100 fold i know um you know, kids are an investment in time, energy, financial stuff. It's, <laughs> they're a lot, but, uh, you know, I just always try to put myself in my own, you know, tiny shoes back in the day. And it's like, you know, I just try to be the dad you wanted to have. And I encourage others to try to do that. Cause I think uh, that's the best way for everyone to truly kind of make a difference in the world, raise better kids. <laughs> You know, be better parents and raise better kids because they're the next wave. So, I mean, that's that's what we got. You know, that's our biggest investment. I'd agree so much. And, you know, so much of the so many of the stories we tell you, we've talked uh, off mic a little bit before. So many of the tough stories are really do end up somehow with, you know, that childhood and people not saying the right things to kids, saying the wrong things, Mm -hmm. doing the wrong things. Uh, and definitely a lot of not giving that last ounce of love you've got, that last 1%, you know, showing up, yeah. singing the same song for the thousandth time. <laughs> it's not easy. Yeah, I read um, 
as my daughter used to like me to read before I go to bed. And, and I read, I used to read her The Black Beauty at some point. We had, I remember this one book we had gone, started with The Black Beauty. And man, that thing's not a short book. Mm-mm. And I would never, could, you know, and I'd read it. And then I couldn't remember when she fell asleep. And she couldn't remember parts of the story. So I'd have to go back and I, and then I would read about, you know, two pages out loud and then realize she's been asleep for 10 minutes. <laughs> so I must've read that book like six times by the time we got to the, by the time oh, yeah. we got to the end of it, I had read parts of it easily four or five times. And I thought, man, that's a labor of love, right? <laughs> it took me like six months to read that book. Oh yeah. That, yeah. It, whenever you're doing that like nighttime style on a chapter book, it is <laughs> it is slow torture on like, you know, I, I do kind of want to know what's going on next, but we got to get you to bed. <laughs> I just kept reading and I look over and she's passed out and I'm like, ah, it doesn't matter. I just read a couple more chapters. Yeah. <laughs> Well, even especially if she's the one, like we're at the age, I'm, I'm, hey, hey, you know, you got to read it to me now. Yeah, yeah. And so she's reading and it's a little slower and you're just, you catch your eyes, you know, and then you don't catch yourself till you're on, done with the right hand page and you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. Start thinking about the, yeah. the next client. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're like, oh, wait a minute. I got to wait for her to catch up before I, I turn this page. <laughs> just be present. Um, thanks again, Miles, for opening up the office, coming in on a Sunday. You know, dressing up, you look handsome, you're sharp, you know, I hope, I hope today you bump into, you know, that next, that next uh, client, you know, someone that needs, needs a helping hand. Um, Thanks everybody for listening, supporting the jar. Uh, Just make sure you get over to the website. That's the most important place, the jar.live, put your email in and, uh, you know, a couple clicks later and emails back and forth and you will get a copy of uh, the book of self which has got talks about yesterday's, today's, and tomorrow's, all that battlefield of your mind. So be sure to get that, have a look. And like I said before, it, it's, a, it's a direct shot into the, uh, the guts of the questions around the jar. Thanks again, Miles. Thanks, thanks, thanks everybody. Again. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Jar. If you would like to be one of our guests, please email thejarguest at gmail.com or follow our journey on your favorite social media platforms. See you all on the road.